0: What's going on, Dodgers Nation? D-Mac here. Welcome to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Today, we have a special guest. Of course, it is Alana Rizzo from MLB Network. She covered your Dodgers for so many years. You can catch her on MLB Network hosting High Heat Monday through Friday. The Emmy Award winner. Thanks for rocking with us today, Alana.
1: Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Good to be with you guys.
0: Yeah, we love to have you on today because Dodger fans are freaking out just a little bit. Hasn't been a hot start for the boys in blue, hovering around 500. Give Dodger fans something to be optimistic about. I mean, is the sky falling for this team, or do you think this team still has what it takes to go and win this division?
1: Oh my goodness, you guys. It's April 12th. Calm down. Um, I can understand the trepidation because the Dodger fans have an expectation that the Dodgers are going to go 162-0 and every single year. And there's good reason for that. I mean, this is a team that has been perennially a contender and a postseason uh, team and a team that's gone deep into the postseason for a variety of years recently. So I can understand why Dodger fans are concerned. But I mean, listen, we we were 10-11 games into the season. Um, I will say this. I don't think that this this is the strongest starting pitching staff that the Dodgers have had in recent memory. Um, obviously, they are missing the services of Walker Bueller. They're missing the services um, of Tony Gonsolin. Um, even with the return of Gonsolin, who I do like that he avoided arbitration, they signed him to an extension, I, I just think they don't have the depth that we have become accustomed to with the Los Angeles Dodgers. That being said, I know that they have the lineup to do so. They have the lineup to make a difference Um, they have a lineup to score enough runs Um, but this is not As easy as it has been In my opinion for the Dodgers in recent years
0: Yeah and first impressions Really are everything in this season This team they just haven't come out of the gates Very strong one of the weakest schedules We've seen in there like I said hovering around 500 what is your biggest takeaway what has Stood out so far for this team is it The starting pitching second time to the rotation Didn't look as great James Altman He was on your show he's been fantastic Early on the bullpen they've Struggled mightily at times what is your Real biggest takeaway from the start of the season for the Dodgers
1: you know I think it's just that there's just a lack of pitching depth I mean obviously Julio Arias uh, has been tremendous that he was given rightfully so the opening day nod we know what Clayton Kershaw is going to give you day in and day out I never worry about Kershaw I don't care how old he is I know he just turned 35 uh, on May 19th or excuse me March 19th um, but he is a con- he's as consistent as, as they come first ballot Hall of Famer um, Noah Syndergaard hasn't shown me a ton yet um, I, I wasn't really sure what the Dodgers were going to get in him I, what I do think is what's hurt them more than what they have is the the subtractions. I think not having Tyler Anderson as a every fifth day guy is going to hurt them down the stretch. When you have you know, you're missing Walker. You don't have Tyler anymore. Um, You're not necessarily, and Dustin Mays look good too, to be fair, but um, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get coming off of Tommy John surgery. Um, We haven't seen Tony Gonsolin perform really well yet in a big game. Um, Again, I think that's my biggest concern is the lack of depth. I don't like the, we don't have a closer. We have a lot of closers. I don't like that. The ninth inning is just different and it's just, it's different to pitch that inning than it is any other inning. Um, I think, the Phillies are in the same boat. They don't have a closer. They have a lot of closers. And, and that, that to me is, it's a, it's a tough way to go about it. Um, but that I, I would have to say, if there's one concern about the beginning of the season for the Dodgers so far is just that, that they don't have guys that can give you, you know, six, seven innings. Uh, they don't have a, a set closer for the ninth Um And, you know, the offense is going to take some days off at at times. You're not going to have, you know, every guy going four for four for the entire season. So that would probably be my biggest thing. But the one thing I will say about the Dodgers is the season is long. The months are long. The season is long. And this is all going to work out. They're going to they're going to be fine. The Dodgers will be in the postseason. Um, It's just not going to be as smooth sailing as fans have become accustomed to.
0: Yeah, no. I think this is a year where it almost felt like a transitional year, like you said. A lot of guys leaving. You have to replace Trey Turner with someone like a Miguel Rojas. Look at the bottom third of that lineup; they're not producing like they really should be when you consider how top-heavy they've been so far. But I want to ask you about this starting rotation. If do you think they have the requisite arms to be an elite staff for the entire year? Because we know Julio Arias, he's a Cy Young contender. Dustin May, I picked him to be an All-Star year. Dustin Mania in 2023. But other than that, Kershaw, he's gonna to deal with injuries. Noah Sindergaard, his velocity dip, and hes I've heard he's a little too rel- reliant on that velocity, and whereas last year you mentioned Tyler Anderson, he found that money pitch. He found that changeup, He found that cutter. He was effective all season long. He ate innings, and Tony Gonson's dealt with some injuries. Do you think this this rotation as it stands is good enough, or do you think they might go out there and explore the trade market when that co- time comes?
1: I mean, there's no question that Andrew Friedman has to get another arm, maybe two bona fide starters um, to get, you know, the Dodgers where they need to be in the second half of the season. I I don't think you can discount what Walker Bueller means to this team. I don't I don't think you can discount um, you know, just how much of an impact he has had uh, for this club since he came up. I mean if you look at, at the last four if you look at four of the last five games, it's been because of the pitching struggles. In the first seven games, the Dodgers were 5-2. and two. They had 15 runs allowed and they had a 2-1-4 ERA. That's pretty great. The first seven games of the season, you're like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe the pitching depth is there. But you look at the last five games, they're 1-4, 35 runs allowed with an ERA of 7.68 and seven home runs allowed. Now, the Dodgers have a 500 record or worse through 12 games for the first time since 2018. What did they do in 2018? You guys, they won the pennant. So my point is, again, we are so programmed to think that the Dodgers are going to win every single game. And when they get out to what we classify as a rough start, Going six and six in the first 12, people tend to panic. Um, The pitching depth right now is okay for the time being. Is it enough to get them where they need to be? Absolutely not. They definitely need to go out and see who is available around the trade deadline to bring in a really good starter, if not two starters.
0: Yeah, and look, like I've been saying, I mean, my golden goose has been Corbin Burns, and I think that he struggled early on just we, so so he we can lower his trade value so he can go to the Dodgers. That's just what I think is going <laughs> to happen. So
1: Burns- Corbin Burns is definitely upset about the $750,000 difference of opinion in his value, and obviously that arbitration case did not go well. He's not going to let it affect his performance. The only way he lets it affect his performance is if it fuels his fire even more than it was already fueled. Would I love to have Corbin Burns in the Dodgers rotation? No question. It will be interesting to see, though, because I do believe that he still has one more year of control after this. Um, It'll be interesting to see if if the Brewers are going to be willing to part with him.
0: Yeah, and they've gone up to a nice start. And the way I see it is you saw what happened in 2021. Friedman and company, they probably knew that Seager, there was a good chance that he was going to walk. So you make that trade for trade Turner, who's still under team control for one more season. And in this case, Julio Arias, he could be gone after this year. Kershaw could be gone after this year. You get Bueller back next season. Dustin May emerging as an ace if you bring bringing a guy like Corbin Burns under one year of team control you really have an ace for the future but I want to ask you too about this bullpen specifically because one, uh, one hill that I'm kind of dying on right now is if you look at the Babbitt numbers this year compared to last year the Dodgers one of the best in the league lowest Babbitt from 2015 to 2022 batting average on balls in play that number has skyrocketed this year up to 34% of hits have uh, batted balls have gone as hits you're not seeing the swing and miss there in the bottom third of the league when it comes to strikeouts Do you think that this bullpen isn't built to adjust to the new rules where you're pitching more to contact, where you have the restriction on the ship? Do you think that this bullpen maybe needs to add some arms that can miss bats?
1: You know, I think you can never have enough starting pitching. And I, I know I certainly don't dig into the Babbitt numbers like you do. I mean, that, that's I, I can't get that statistically into it. It's just not something that I look at. I just look at consistency over the course of time. And you know better than anybody, um, former Dodgers general manager and a guy that I have a ridiculous amount of respect for Ned Coletti is the one that would always continue to say that this the season is is incredibly long. And if you look at the bullpen again, they don't have a bona fide closer. I mean, they have you know Blake Trinan is still on the IL. Obviously, I like Bruce Dark Gratterall. I like what Evan Phillips has done. Um, you know, but they don't have a guy that is like okay, there there's a Kenley Jansen, there's an Edwin Diaz, there's a you know way back in the day Eric Gagne, there's a, an Emmanuel Clase. So you never. Really sure. You know, I think there's just, when it comes to the bullpen, I just don't think that. You, you should run it as okay um, I'm mixing and matching guys based on handedness or, or, or you know this that and the other I think you want a guy that no matter who is at the plate I don't care what part of the order you're in I don't care what you know the situation is can get out guys that are left handed right handed doesn't matter what the what the difference is um, I, I you know again I don't think they have enough arms right now will that be the case at the deadline no again I think the first part of the year is you're just trying to get to, to play, what, 500 ball, you know, even a little bit better than 500 ball, and then you go after the pieces that you, you really want that are going to make your team better for that final push. The Dodgers season doesn't start until October. The Yankees season doesn't start until October. Um, unfortunately, last year the Dodgers were bounced in the first round um, to, to a very good San Diego team that I think is even better this year, but I, I, I don't ever I just am not worried about them um, for the long haul, but again, I, I don't think that What we see as we sit here right now on April 12th is going to look remotely like what we see at the end of July.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. This team not having a defined designated closer like we've seen for so many years definitely hurts this bullpen. I think Daniel Hudson is a guy who was on pace to have a career year last year, struck out over 30% of the batters he faced. The walk rate was low. They need him back in the worst way to kind of assume that role. But one thing I want to ask you about, too, is last season, you were on the money with your Aaron Judge prediction. We talked before the postseason, said Aaron Judge is going back to the Yankees, going back to the Bronx. And one question I want to ask you is, look, this team, there's been a lot of speculation that this offseason They weren't as aggressive because they had their eyes on the Otani prize Do you think there's some to that? Do you think maybe the Dodgers put too many eggs in the Otani basket?
1: I don't know because I have to say I have a very hard time not having faith in Andrew Friedman. I think he's he's made a lot of really, really good moves. I was surprised as to how quiet the Dodgers were in the offseason but if you're trying to tell me you're not going to make any sort of move because you're anticipating Shohei Otani is coming to LA um, after the 2023 season, I'd be hard pressed to buy into that. Could there be a part of that? Maybe but Otani is going to probably warrant on the open market 500 to $600 million a year Um, he's an unbelievably unique player but I don't know that the Dodgers did nothing or very little in this offseason just because of Otani for the 2024 season and beyond I mean again there's there's a huge piece of this equation that is is a big important part of the equation that's Otani where does Otani want to go you know he wants to win I do I see him with the Angels. No. Um, I don't even know if I see him with the Angels at the All-Star break, because if Marty, if Artie Moreno wants to get any sort of value, especially because we know that Artie Moreno has already put the team for sale and then decided to retract that, who's to say he's not going to put them up for sale before? And you're going to want to get as much as you can for Shohei Ohtani as you possibly can, um, if he, in fact, is willing to trade Ohtani and let somebody else take on the remainder of you know his, his small contract right now, and then he'll hit the free agent market after that. So it's basically he's trading him to another team for a rental. Um, I could now that the DH, um, you know, I remember Ohtani didn't want to come to the Dodgers because he wanted to be able to hit. Right. Um, and now that's obviously an opportunity where, where he'll be able to do that. Will the Dodgers be willing to do a six-man rotation? Of course, for a, a unique talent like Otani, perhaps. Um again, I don't think that you have to make a massive offseason splash every single year to prove that you're wanting to put a winning contending team on the field. Again, we've always been accustomed to Andrew Friedman doing like really big deals at the trade deadline. or or you know, let's not forget. I mean, we just got Freddie Freeman. They traded for for Mookie Betts, you know, they, it's not like this team has sat back and done nothing. Um, I, I don't think that we have anything as Dodger fans um, to be that concerned about. Um, I think they will make the right moves to win right now with this ownership group that has done nothing but spend money, has done nothing but say yes. And. Um, They'll, they'll do something to make 2023 matter. They're not just hanging out waiting to, to for 2024 to start. I, I have every belief that they have the intention of winning the World Series this year.
0: Oh, I feel a lot better now because, look, I say my Otani to the Dodgers' prayers every night before I go to bed. I don't care if you have $100 beers, $50 Dodger dogs, $200 parking. I want to see him in L.A., but also look at the fact that this could be Julio's last year. It could be Kershaw's last year. You have prime Freddie Freeman. You have prime Mookie They've won just one postseason game together. To me, I think you got to go all gas, no breaks with this team and be aggressive at the deadline. Would you agree with that?
1: 100 percent, but they do it every year. It's not like the Dodgers in, in, you know, in 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. They haven't gone all in, you know, balls to the wall. And they do it every single year, so it's not like we're talking about all of a sudden. And no disrespect to any teams, I understand not every team has you know the Steve Cohen payroll, but it's not like we're saying okay, all of a sudden we're the Cincinnati Reds. And oh, by the way, Otani's is available. So let's really let's go from not doing anything to really not doing anything in hopes that Otani comes to us. I think that that the, this ownership group and the front office will continue to put the right pieces that are together with. being ridiculous and irresponsible to have a winning product and a world series championship caliber team on the field this year and then we will see what happens to move on to 2024 and i'm sure there will be very strong conversations um for Shohei Ohtani or to get Shohei Ohtani to Los Angeles, as I'm sure there were very strong conversations for Judge and, you know, possibly Correa, even though I know, you know, Chavez Ravine would be burned to the ground. But the point is the Dodgers are in on everybody. They're kicking. We are a very, and I say we, because I'm still very much a Dodger fan. We have a very fortunate fan base to know that we have a very good ownership group that is willing to spend money and very rarely says no.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not normal to be perennial contenders in the sport of baseball where you have it's to not. open. I mean, it just it's not normal. And I'm not going to put you on the spot and have you throw out an Otani prediction, but since you were on the money last year, do you think Otani ends up on the East Coast or the West Coast?
1: I think he ends up on the East Coast. I think he ends up with the Yankees, the Mets. I mean, Steve Cohen has more money than he knows what to do with. And I don't, not to say that he's irresponsible with it. I just think he has more money than he knows what to do with. And I don't think that the Guggenheim group Um, You know, led by Mark Walters going to do something that is ridiculously irresponsible financially just to get one guy. Um, I think they will certainly entertain what is a fair and lucrative offer for Otani, but it's the sum of the parts. It's not just Otani. Now you do have some money coming off the books, obviously. Um, You know, you don't, you're not having to, I mean, as you mentioned, is going to be a free agent. So who knows what he's going to garner on the open market. I mean, Kershaw's making what 20 something this year. That's not huge in the grand scheme of things of what these guys are making now. Um, They'll be in on the conversation, but I don't think they'll do anything foolish. And again, Otani is one of the most unique players I've ever seen. He's probably, you know, he could be MVP every single year. We should just create another category for most unique player, most outstanding player versus most most valuable, but he can only do so much. You have to have another 25 guys that are kind of going to compliment him. Um, and I just think that he's going to like the vibe of the the whole New York and and being closer to home. And I mean, whatever he could buy a rocket ship with $600 million a year, you know, the total contract. So I don't think he's going to care about, you know, location as much, but it remains it remains to be seen, but I, I do think they'll they'll consider it. I think they'll really make a strong push for it, but I don't think they'll do anything irresponsible because of one guy. Not to say that Otani would do that, but you just, you still have to be somewhat fiscally responsible.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's already proven that you can have two great players on one team and not have very much postseason success with the Angels. But you say he's going to end up on the East Coast, so you know what that means? The Dodgers, we're going back to Brooklyn. So Brooklyn Dodgers, <laughs> he signs with the Brooklyn Dodgers. I'm cool with that. That sounds good to me. But yeah, sometimes the best trades are the ones you never make, right? And I appreciate you bringing up Gavin Lux because it feels like Dodger fans have already kind of forgotten about the fact that yeah, they went into this season hoping that Gavin Lux would assume that role as the everyday shortstop and if he can be a plus bat and also get it together and be able to hold it down defensively you're talking about a shortstop one of the hardest positions to fill in the league under team control until 2027 so yeah that definitely set this team back and you bring up Miguel Rojas I want to ask you a couple cool questions about Rojas because I think offensively you can't expect him to be this big plus bat I think at the very best he's around league average he's giving you base hits here and there but he's a top five defender. Defensively, he's one of the best in the game, but they traded for him hoping that he would be a utility infielder, to be the Hanser Alberto. Do you think that he can be that everyday shortstop offensively what they need, or do you think maybe the name that I have my eyes on is Tim Anderson? Do you think maybe he just went on the IL, but do you think Tim Anderson could be a fit in LA?
1: Um... No, I don't, and, and and for not for reasons of athleticism. Obviously, he's incredibly talented. I just don't. I mean, I don't know Tim Anderson very well. Um, I've, I've I've interviewed him a couple of times. He just doesn't seem to fit the the mantra of what uh, the Dodgers are like, as far as it, like a chemistry st- chemistry standpoint. Um, you know, is Miguel short? Is Miguel Rojas? You know, Xander Bogarts? No. Is Miguel Rojas? You know, Carlos Correa? Maybe probably not, but you know, is Miguel Rojas Trey Turner? Absolutely not. But he's a very competent kid that can play all over the infield. And right now, to be honest with you, that's what they have. So they have to, you know, they, they have to be able to get the most out of him that they can. That's why I think Gavin Lux, um, that, that injury kills you, uh, because you don't, other than having Chris Taylor come back into the infield, you know, you don't have, you don't have the KK Hernandez anymore. You don't have that guy that can move all over the place. Um, I mean, Chris can to a certain extent, but when you had Chris and Kike together, that was, you know, that was incredibly helpful to be able to be that versatile. Um, I don't know that, you know, and who's to say the White Sox are even out of it by, by that time, you know what I mean? So I don't, I mean, the AL Central, I think is a relatively winnable division. And as long as the White Sox stay a lot healthier than they did last year, they could very much be in it. And I don't even know that Tim Anderson would be available. So, um, no, I don't. You I know. don't see him yeah. in, a, in a Dodger uniform.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, if they want to go out there, he's a guy, you could bat him, lead off, move Mookie down the lineup, be more of a run producer, and then he plays shortstop this season. Next year, we saw Tim Anderson. He played second base during the WBC. You could have him at second, have Lux at short. You can mix a match. If you don't pick up Muncie's option, you could put Vargas at third. I'm just saying, it's possible, but yeah, I agree. I
1: mean, you, you've already, already sorted it all out. You've got it off of the you've got all figured out. You've got all
0: this stuff, okay? you got a will it for Until sure. The
1: next, the, uh, moves made for the next 10 years you're yeah. good
0: yeah we'll see as well alana we appreciate the time join us here on dodgers dugout on the dodgers nation youtube channel you of course can follow alana on twitter and instagram catch her money through friday on mlb networks high heat thanks as always alana and have a great season but let me know down below in the comment section do you think the Dodgers should pursue Tim Anderson? Where do you think Shohei Otani ends up? Do you want to see him go after another ace level starter? Do you think they need some more arms? I want all your thoughts on the Dodgers needs down below in the comment section and be on the lookout for parts 2 and 3 of my interview with Alana Rizzo those are coming up. We get into some extension talks about Hulu Urias and Will Smith. We talk about future LA stars. We have a lot of season predictions, a lot of fun coming up so be on the lookout for those. My name is doug mccain you can follow me on twitter and instagram at dmac_la underscore la for all things dodger baseball be sure to hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell and if you want to see us post even more dodgers content smash that like button and until next time think blue bleed blue and i'm out for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispie Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.